0: Hello, beautiful people! Thank you so much for clicking on this podcast and this particular episode of Joe Blogs about films. We are diving back into the TV world today, or rather, for this episode, joined again very nicely by my good friend Jimmy Wainwright. How you doing, mate? Yeah, good to be a Batman. I'm really looking forward to this. Yeah, it's, it's nice having you back because we are going to be going over House of the Dragon the second half because we did we did part one a few episodes ago, and uh, yeah, we said about obviously getting back together to do. Part 2, to go over episodes 6 to 10. And this is what we're doing now, but what a season it's been, let's be honest. Oh, it's been absolutely amazing, yeah. Just like, you know,
1: I like it. It's been getting better and better each episode, and yeah, so much has happened. Like, lots to talk about, lots of deaths. Um, Yeah, can't wait to get into it.
0: It's one of those as well with, like, House of the Dragon, where it's like just House of the Time Jumps. (laughs) Like, there's been so many Time Jumps in this in this one season, I think it's worked for for, for most of it, for most part. Um, but yeah, every episode, I was like, "Is it? Is it? How many years we're jumping in front? Where we're going to be? Is Viserys still alive?" Yeah, I mean, like episode six, like he's still alive. Episode seven,
1: it's like, you know, yeah, yeah, there has been like ten years since uh, between like episodes five and
0: six. It is crazy how it jumps around. Yeah. It actually, does hang together really well. Like, yeah it's, yeah, it's it's done well. Like that 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 was the the running joke, wasn't it? Especially like through the all the internet, but even with our conversations, it was like each episode we were going to start be like, "Is Viserys going to still be here, <laughs> or is he going to be gone by now?" Because that man, he was clinging on to life for, for dear life, we should say. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the episode when he goes into the throne room, it's like you, you expect him to collapse at any minute. It's just yeah. like it he did well to survive as long as he did. But yeah, but it's even like because where we left in episode 5 you know you've got Rhaenyra and and Leonor getting married and then he just collapses in that at the end of that and you're thinking that's it surely he's yeah, gone he's yeah. gone but he's not He's he's still he's still knocking about and we should stress obviously yeah a bit of context obviously where we left off in the first half of this uh, of this review of, of House of uh, House of the Dragon I was going to say House of the Targaryen then House of the Dragon yeah House of the Dragon, <laughs> yeah. of the Dragon uh, part 1 that we did obviously the that that had all kicked off you know with um, with so Christian Cole as well like absolutely smashing in someone's face forgot the chap's name but yeah. pretty brutal and then leonor and, and reneira made that agreement obviously they'd, they'd be married they'd be you know together but they would obviously do, do their own thing because they had different interests
1: yeah absolutely i mean kristen cole like what
0: what a douche like just like yeah he's got a habit of like smashing people's faces in following that there's been so much that's happened as we've already mentioned you know following on from those first five episodes we had a fantastic run with the cast, obviously we've got the recasting in coming in for the uh, for this for the second half, which i I have to give props as well before we do dive any further into the actual casting team for this, because you know, Emma, Emma Darcy looks literally like a more more grown up version of, of Reneera as what Millie Orcott presented obviously in the first half. I think they, they did really well with that. But also Olivia Cook and Emily Carey who play Queen Allison again. Just the resemblance is is there, like you you feel it straight away, and I feel like that they did. I think we were talking about before that both sets of actors they didn't watch each other's performance, particularly the older actors didn't watch the younger version of themselves, uh, the younger actresses, sorry, performing just to kind of create their own version of the character. And they've just been absolute scene stealers in everything that they've done within this. I say, in particular, I say that that dynamic and that relationship between you know Olivia Cook and Emma Darcy the complications of their friendship of their of what now become family it's been such uh well obviously obviously a vocal part of the show but really entertaining to watch just those two together
1: yeah no absolutely i mean first of all millie alcock she was absolutely amazing like i i really loved her performance but yeah the way emma darcy plays it, it's kind of like a different person because there's that 10 year time jump and you know since then you know she, Rhaenyra, you she know, she's had a lot of kids. She's gone through a lot of things. It is kind of like a different person because of the experience experiences she's had, and um, and yeah, like I say, just um, brilliant, brilliant casting, and Alicent as well. Young Alicent, you get with older Alicent, she's kind of a bit more jaded. You know, kind of a bit like Cersei, but with less bitterness. Like, you know, she's very bitter though. She's very she bitter. is very bitter, yeah. But like, she I mean, and she's obviously. I think as time goes on I think things are going to
0: get worse obviously from what we've seen so far but yeah uh, but yeah great casting but there was there was like there was a moment obviously towards the the latter end of the uh, of the season obviously like the, uh, in pretty much the episode where Viserys does actually die you know when when it's almost like he knew himself that was his his last day on earth pretty much on in this as king you know he was pretty much going to going to snuff it that day mm. all his family there together obviously o- obviously his family are there for all the wrong reasons at first because you know they're they're trying to obviously like have the have it out about the actual heir itself and and what's you know what's going to be decided who's going to be getting the the throne and such and as Viserys says these matters have already been sorted and settled so why are we're discussing it even even more so. so it's like they've all come together essentially for for that but then it's led into what. What looked to be like a turning point for all of them when they're around that massive table, when they're having a couple like just as a family. Granted, the kids are little shits. Yeah. Like both <laughs> sets have obviously they've done right and wrong, but like, you know, the, it's always the same, isn't it? The grown ups try and reconcile, whereas like the the nephews and the cousins and such, <laughs> they're always just playing hell at the table. And it's like that moment, you know, when, when you know, Rhaenyra does, you know, offer the olive branch to say, and, and you know, she stands up first. She says, look, I'm sorry for my part in what I've done. Let's try and, like, rectify it. You know, it's, it's it's been gone on for too long. You think about how long, like I we say, we've had. Mm. By now, there have been 16 years between when we last, when, you know, that whole sequence kicked off at, uh, with Sir Christian Cole, sorry, smashing in that guy's face or whatever. There's been such a long time for them to have this feud or this bitterness between each other. And you're thinking after reneira says her part, Alison says her part as well, that there could be hope. It's just that stop naming your kids Aegon, <laughs> and, and when Viserys talks about an Aegon, you won't you won't think it's your own son's your own son Aegon. It's ridiculous. It is crazy. Like you could avoid that pitfall, you know, <laughs> just
1: having a little bit more variety in your names. But yeah, of oh, Viserys though, bless him, he's just trying to keep the family together. Like you know, it was that episode eight. It was just, it was so emotional, just like seeing him. You 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 could really tell, you know, he loved every family member and he just wanted them all to be happy. But, you know, obviously. And then, yeah, Eamon, when he was, <laughs> like you said, the kids will be kids. And he's just, he's just there, like, like, strong. It's just, yeah, yeah. It's just <laughs> but, constant jabs, like,
0: constant exactly,
1: jabs. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, like, is always getting that about her kids, you know, the strong kids. And, um, no, that's
0: that's obviously been a big theme throughout. You know the illegitimacy of a, of the children. Yeah, well, um, let's let's stick to that for just a second then, because obviously, like I said, sorry sorry to interrupt you as well, but no, I think no, that's yeah, a yeah. really good point. Obviously, you mentioned, is that that's you know the, the the thing that's another driving part of the plot obviously for the second half of the series season is that's yeah the second half of the series. Sorry that mm. you know there's there's question marks and rumors all about obviously the the legi- leg- legitimacy of these children between Leonor and and Rhaenyra. Um, it's one that obviously has some huge boiling points obviously in particular between you know you say you you Kristen Coles who what's happened to Kristen Cole man he's just become like an absolute douchebag hasn't he like obviously when he kind of favours obviously the the you know the kids of Queen Alison's side or whatever obviously he's now part of that side and then winding them up obviously when they're doing the training sequence you know they're doing the whole when they're trained with the swords and such and mm-hmm. even antagonising you know how in Strong leading him to punch him and stuff which again Points more fingers at the fact that he is in fact Rhaenyra's uh, children's father. There's just like all these bits that have just, been, like I said, been bubbling and, and always circulating. Like Rhaenyra is, it's almost that reminds me in a way of like how Viserys, like you know, in the sense, Ollie Water was just to just carry on to crack on as normal. And and mm-hmm. Rhaenyra again, you do see that kind of peacefulness in her like ruling to air quote when she is named as as, as queen because mm-hmm. she's all like. We're not going to jump straight in and start attacking people. Whereas Damon's like, no, we're going to slaughter everyone, pretty yeah. much. So they've got those similar traits. It's almost like she's 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 getting her her now share of what Viserys went through. Yeah, no, exactly. He, you're spot on there. I mean, that's the thing. Like,
1: I think we've seen with Renira, she wants to be a bit more like Viserys, a bit more kind. I think that's what she wants. You know, if Alicent was just to accept her rule, then you know it'd be nice and peace and quiet. But then you know there wouldn't be any more seasons, and things would have yeah, oh, yeah. panned out very differently. But yeah. Again, you see Damon as well. Like he's very—you can see now. You know his his character is very likable, but you know he's got that real dark edge. Like you know he wants to—he he would rule differently to his to his brother. Because I think even though there was that really nice scene, like when Viserys is going to um, going to the throne and like he, he drops his crown and um, and Damon puts the crown back on him, and that was improvised. Yeah, apparently. Was, yeah. You kind of see that nice side, but you've got to think from from his brother's perspective. He's, got, he's thinking, you know, I, I would have ruled differently. You know what I mean? Like, how would I have ruled? And obviously now Viserys is gone, he's by the side of Rhaenyra. He's I think he's going to... I mean, obviously, you know, skipping ahead to episode 10, what happens in episode 10? I think, you know, Daemon's you know, she's going to be in a place where she's really going to want to push this war and, you know, be quite kind of evil in some ways. And I think Damon's going to be the same.
0: Yeah, yeah. well, we've already seen that Damon is, is, is thirsty for blood, isn't he, pretty much? And it's <laughs> like, you know, when Otto turned up in episode 10, obviously, to kind of say, you know, bend the knee to the throne and you can live at Driftwood, is it? There? Driftmart, Driftwood? Driftmart yeah. yeah. I can't remember which um, one it is because is it different in the books what it is in the TV series, the name? Uh, maybe, I'm I don't not sure. anyway, yeah. whichever. I Drift, yeah. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when he comes up saying, you know, you, you can carry on in peaceful, you know, you Damon's like well we'll just kill him now let's just kill him now. I
1: thought Otto was dead
0: there yeah, I was yeah. like this is what's going to
1: start it Damon's going to yeah. be like these guys are burned Like, well, I, spent, I loved when um, when Rhaenyra took um, the, ha- the hand of the king pin and just like yeah. chucked it away like, I thought that yeah. was going to start something but, but this is it there's yeah. this
0: thing I think R- Rhaenyra just doesn't she's, she's not out for war. she just wants what she was what she was promised pretty much I think that you know you could she deserves you know, the, the, the right of the throne, obviously, on, on what Viserys said. And it's like those question marks around, again, obviously, this actual last-minute change of mind from Viserys. You know, you've got people, uh, you know, uh, like I say, within the council, I forgot who the chap is that, again, so Kristen Cole just smashes his yeah. head on the table or whatever <laughs> in some kind of, like, toxic Nutcase. masculine trait. Yeah. Um, you know, like, what he was saying is, like you say, 20-odd years. Even even Aegon, his son, was saying, my father had 20 years to change his mind mm-hmm. Why he could have? You know, he's always said he wanted Rhaenyra. Obviously, there's, there's been that. That we'll, we'll talk more about about Aegon and such in a second. But you know, why, why is it that he suddenly changed mind? These are all the questions that they were asking. Mm. But to everyone else in the council, to your or to everyone else, your Lannister or whatever, doesn't like whatever. If he say, if if Queen Alicent's saying it, it's it's gospel. Yeah. That's it. We're gonna go for it. We've been planning for this anyways. <laughs> so like yeah, like all that Rhaenyra wants is just what she what what her father said that she would like. He's he's literally that, that that lovely moment again in, in episode eight, a lot of moments happen in episode eight, some good moments. I think mm-hmm. If I'm thinking, obviously the same episode, you know, when she says like to him, when he's, when he's really ill, obviously pretty much on his deathbed. And she says like, you know, fight for me kind of thing. Please stand up and fight for me. As you said that more, when he walks him through the hall to fight for his family, it's all he's ever wanted is he's made his choice. He named his heir. He told her the prophecy of everything. And, that's how it should be so Renera obviously is gunning we not well I wouldn't say she's gunning because she's not going to go out all guns blazing but she feels obviously she, well she is right to be queen mm. we're going to talk about obviously what happens at the end with the sun and such but that is going to be the that is what's going to kick it all off isn't it and make it a very exciting season two and further in terms of this actual war that's been brewing let's be honest it's always yeah. been yeah. it was a case of when not if I think it's always been brewing but I think that, like I said, Rhaenyra's story throughout, and she's had all sorts. She's had, you know, like I say, even when in that hall room again with Daemon, when he starts calling out that she's a whore and that mm. children are bastards and stuff, which we get one of the best moments of the season, let's be honest with, with Damon taking the top half of his head off. <laughs> oh yeah, that was brilliant. <laughs> just like, yep, you
1: can keep your tongue. Nope, not even that, just half the face gone. Um, but yeah, no, picking up on, on what you said, um, like, yeah, Rhaenyra, she was... Um, his his firstborn child so you know it, that's how the succession sh- should work but I think obviously like Otto he kind of seized on the fact that you know in terms of public opinion you know in that world there is a lot of misogyny a lot of people thinking it should just only be king mm-hmm. um, and that's and I think Otto you know kind of plays on that he kind of knows that coming towards the end of um, episode 10 yeah, we know we know it's going to be all out war yeah. next season. Like you know, there's so much that's happened now. I think we're going to see a lot more dragon action, which I'm uh, I'm looking forward to seeing.
0: Yeah, that's the thing because one of the one of the things that House of Dragon promised was you know a good amount of dragon action. So we had. I think the beauty of Game of Thrones is that you know we got to see these set these certain set of dragons with Daenerys grow and grow and grow to what they become. Obviously, in what we've seen in the last season, mm-hmm. albeit we don't want to talk about the last season. But like, <laughs> I I made a bet with myself earlier that I was like, there's no chance in hell that I'm going to get a name, all the names right in this. In particular, because I was like, I've tried to remember as many of the actual character names, the dragon names, like, oh my word, that I should have made a separate list for them. So, <laughs> yeah. but it's very exciting to say because we got to see a little bit of a glimpse of that. And I want to talk about more of the cinematography and some of the some of the sequences, in particular that last episode um, in just a little while. Because I want to jump obviously from Rhaenyra again, though. What a fantastic character. And two fantastic actors have played the character of Rhaenyra now. Mm. Emma is really killing it as well. Like, I really can't wait to see what they're going to do with the character in the next season. You know, I, I will definitely, we're going to have to talk about the look that Reneira gives at the end. Obviously, that final shot, that sequence mm. where she stares at the camera. We'll talk again about that. But like I said, I want to jump to Alison because I said last time around when we did the first half that I did want to talk about him. I don't think we spoke too, like, we spoke a little bit about Alison, mm. but... Not enough. So I, I want mm. to give. I want yeah. to make sure we got in nice and early because, it, to be honest with you, the, the second half of it, like you could split this 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 whole season. The beauty, like I said to you about House of Dragon, is that it's very close to home. You know, it's split between High Towers, T- Targaryens, and Valerians, So it's nice and like compact, nice and enough for us to really get to know these characters. Yeah. And I feel like Alison has always, in some way, like has always had, especially when she was younger, decisions made for her, in particular by her father as well. Obviously, kind of swayed it. It's always been. You know, he's always had other agendas in terms of what's going to happen, and, and obviously now he's got his son on the throne. So his grandson on the throne, Ellison's son on the throne. So she's now become like a real, like I say, in particular while whilst whilst Viserys was ill and such, she's been having to rule obviously Westeros obviously in his absence. I feel like she's definitely grown into a character that's very strong. Like I say, holds a grudge, mm-hmm. but she is a a, a a good mother that's going to do anything for what she feels is right. What she feels is right. Yeah, no, absolutely. You've seen her grow as a character, and and
1: like I say, she she went from being you know basically like a pawn in a, a, a dad's you know political games, and like she's gone from that sort of timid woman to sort of really growing into yeah, very very strong person, and like you said as well, yeah, really good mother as well, and um, and yeah, and like she's she's learning how to play you know the game of thrones. Yeah. You know, she's she's with Laris Strong. You know, she's scheming with him and um oh and god that yeah. guy oh that guy yeah and, and the foot thing like, oh, oh my god that's,
0: that's what I was thinking it was just going to be a side tangent with that like with the whole foot thing I was like it's a bit of a it's not the worst like trade is it you know you've got someone who's like going to literally commit murder and, and kill off his family or whatever just at, like the, the drop of a hat or whatever and just in favour for looking at your feet it's not, it's not like you've got to sleep with him or anything it's yeah just, like, exactly just, like, show me your toenail I it's a see weird power play isn't it Yeah. It's very strange but I've I nothing away from yeah. the fact that that scene when that is all unfold, it's very uncomfortable and very very like yeah. just a little bit grim.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, and oh, the, the, the amount of birth scenes as well. I think oh. they overdid that a little bit. It's like that that meme when like Sam's like you, are like, you, like just, <laughs> like, just like, Can we, like all right, we there's get just, it, like enough. <laughs> there's a the thing. It's
0: like a lot because I like, think that there's been so much of that, and a lot of question marks from fans or from critics saying, "Is it needed? Is it necessary?" <laughs> Does it so, much, some sorry. at some parts? I've been like, I will let no. them off with that. Yeah, Reneira in that in that um in the. Finale episode when she gives birth yeah. to yeah. obviously that is that was that was that was hard, yeah, that was really difficult. Yeah, let's go back to talk about Alison, yeah, yeah, and her playing the game of Thrones yeah, because, yeah. yeah, yeah, she, she, she's certainly playing it. And I think hmm. that what I like as well, um, I'm sorry if I've interrupted or even gone off point or anything, no, but no, what yeah. I like is that she's trying to be her own now obviously she well she is her own she's she's the she's the queen essentially like you know obviously uh, but what we see now is is that there are traits of a father coming through though you know like she pretty much regurgitates what he told her when he left after being taken off hand of the king originally saying to aegon that they will come for you basically obviously in the sense that like if if, if you if you have a claim or any any claim to the throne like essentially, Rhaenyra and that could come and just kill you yeah. so that you still see that she's, she does listen to what her father's saying, albeit mm-hmm. maybe doesn't always agree with him in particular. Obviously she's definitely not on the side of, yeah, let's go kill Rhaenyra and everyone. Let's, mm-hmm. let's not do that but there are the things that I think that because I'm not saying she's been warped because as I say that she's very much her own strong character herself. Like I said, this, this TV show is full of very strong female characters and it's just that mm. power play again of like just the men not being able to handle this as well within, mm. within the show. But you do see the high tower, we should say within her.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. The thing is as well, like they, they've kind of, they've both shown restraint, you know what I mean? They both could have killed each other at one point or yeah. another, but, um, but instead, you know, they've kind of they've shown that they're powerful, but at the same time, you know, they've they, they've really grown as characters. I mean, the thing is with Alison as well, yeah. And I know this is going back to episode five now, but when she came into the the wedding feast and she was wearing green, and that's mm-hmm. like that was like the signs for war of her of her family. And then since then, obviously the, then there's a 10-year time jump. And I think in that in the space of that ten years, she probably would have been thinking, she's been thinking about, you know, how what she can do best for her sons and how she can get you know Aegon on the throne, you know, should have been thinking about these things. And yeah, and the and the actress, you know, she's brilliant. Like she's done a, a really good job with Alice, both of them, obviously the younger a- actress and the older one. But, yeah, Olivia Cooke. Yeah, Olivia, yeah. Olivia yeah. Cooke she, Cook and Emily, Emily Carry. That's it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Both, but like I say, it's 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 that thing. Like I said, because it's so close to home. Because these these two that were really good friends, you know, I said, and Alison. It is sad as a viewer to see just mm. how much friction has gone between them. And like I said, that moment when you think they're gonna at least in some form or way, reconcile, because as much as Alicent maybe didn't want to be, she, she, obviously there was that conversation with Rhaenyra and Alicent in, in one of the earlier episodes, I forget which one it is, where, you know, Rhaenyra goes on to say, this is obviously in the first five episodes, that she doesn't want to just be like married and just like, popping out babies Mm -hmm. kind of thing which is sad because that's what's happened to obviously Alicent at that moment and there's like Mm -hmm. a bit of like a oh I'm I'm, you know apathy almost or empathy towards the fact that she just said something that Alicent is having to live but like I I do think it's funny as well because Rhaenyra says that and then she does it anyways obviously later Mm -hmm. on it's almost like she learns as well like like much to what her father was saying is like you have to marry you've got to marry you've got Mm -hmm. to start you know we we, we need we need to keep the Valerian and the Targaryen line going you've got to give birth you've got to have kids and such so it's Mm -hmm. funny that Although someone that was like, I, mean, I don't want that lifestyle. I don't want that at all. She then ends up having a, does. It anyways, it's almost like she realizes or something switches in those ten years mm-hmm. to realize that that's what you've got to do to rule. Essentially, you, that's what you do. You have to you have to keep the line going. Um, as pure as possible, mm. if if you can, <laughs> like is yeah. So if there's any other special <laughs> agreements, but don't worry about it. Yeah. Um. But yeah. But it, what I was saying, what, what my point was there. Sorry, why, of that side tangent was that even though Alicent was in that relationship, or well, necessarily not, maybe her own choosing. Obviously, she mm. she likes the king's company. She always did. She always yeah. liked Viserys' company, and who wouldn't? Because King Viserys, yeah, yeah. all he wants to do is play with his model like toys. Like leave <laughs> him alone. God, give him a break. Yeah. Um. But no, like I, I, there's definitely there was definitely love and care. Because she did, she looked after him for all those years when he was obviously suffering really badly from the leprosy. Mm. She's grown to love and care for him. That's why, obviously, at that last moment when he does, you know, kind of go on about in in his in his days state about the the, the prophecy and such, you know, and and Alison misinterpreting it as Aegon. That's all through love though, and all through care. Like she, you could argue she was she's maybe she just took it and ran with it kind of thing without yeah. thinking too much about it, but. Mm. She definitely loved and cared for the series, and you can't say anything less than that, really.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. That's the thing. She's a very layered character, and like, even though she was kind of, you know, forced into the situation, she'll have been with him a lot of years, and yeah, it, it was a lovely guy. So it's like, <laughs> that's the thing. Like, she will have grown to love him. You, you could just see the growth in the character, and it, but she's,
0: she has got a lot of different sides to her, and and you can see that through. The I think, portrayal. I think it's interesting because with Alison, it's, it's one of those where even she has. You know, regrets over things, especially Mm. when it comes to uh, I forgot his name, Minnie Littlefinger, uh, the strong guy, Laris. Laris, Yeah, Yeah. you know, even when she finds out that Laris has gone off and burned his family and such and everything, you know, with the strong side, Mm. you know, she's like, I didn't ask for that, like I didn't want that at all, kind of thing. And straight away, like you know, when Otto and everyone is saying we'll we'll go, we're gonna have to, you know, essentially kill Reniero, we could look at killing Mm. them, all that side of things. You know, she's again, she's like, no, not we're not doing that. Like that's not that. So it's gonna be interesting to see. How we've gone from two characters, two strong, two strong women within this within Westeros, obviously Rhaenyra and Alicent, who didn't want to full on go on, you know, go to war. Renira is now going to be gunning for it. What's happened at the end, mm. and I, I still think there's going to be some kind of like reservations from Alicent's side. Mm. I think I think yeah. what started off as the High Towers really oppressing and, and pushing for war. I think they're the ones that are going to be a little bit more like. Almost like thinking, oh my god! Like we're gonna have to really have to defend ourselves more so than what, how it's it's completely flipped, is what I'm saying. So Say Rhaenyra and that probably mm-hmm. were thinking we need to attack to defend, whereas yeah. now it's that's flipped to the high towers.
1: Yeah, so like I was saying, like both of them uh, before, I was saying that like, both of them like showed some sort of restraint because that that's the whole thing. It's like you know, they're, they're, we can see that they used to they have this relationship where they did kind of you know were good friends. Um, but now, obviously, and they both love the children, and that's the thing. You know, Alicent wants, even though she wanted to see Aegon on the throne, like she didn't want loads of people to die as a result. You know, she doesn't really want Rhaenyra to die. No, neither of them want each other to die. But then, of course, you know the whole endgame thing. You know, is is Rhaenyra actually going to sit on the throne? You know, and that's and that's the thing. And how 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 is the whole dance of the dragons you know how is this whole big battle going to play out and that's that's what i'm really looking forward to seeing
0: next season yeah it's, it's, uh, it's going to be it's going to be awesome I, say, I, I, I don't worry we are going to talk about the dragon action don't you worry <laughs> yes. i just want to cut to one other very strong female within the west world of westeros and that was obviously rainies targaryen who mm. i've loved throughout mm. the season yeah. like we spoke a little bit about her in the last episode obviously like we were saying about how it, I, I personally would have thought that Rhaenyra's obviously was jilted, obviously of of the throne itself. Obviously, how maybe her and Rhaenyra would have maybe had a a better relationship. Obviously, but it's almost like there was a bit of bitterness, a bit of resentment to the fact that Viserys had named Rhaenyra as heir, whereas obviously uh, Rhaenyra's never got, never never had that. Um, and I was thinking, obviously, maybe that's going to be another factor as to another another side of the civil war because obviously the the the, the Valerians, obviously, on that, side, on that on that side, sorry, it's almost like at one point you could think that maybe after what Daemon did by taking off. Um, Veyman's heads that, that that could maybe cause another part of the civil war kind of thing in terms of all these houses fighting each other but I think that Rainey's has been so so good like I say kind of just doing what her husband wishes obviously call this obviously suffers uh, if, uh, not, not a fatal wound but quite a bad wound obviously out out at battle you know And and, and she just wants to honour what he wanted which was obviously for his you know, his grandkids or whatever to to continue that ruling of, of Driftmark and to become the next sea snake and this, that, and the other, which again causes lots of friction in particular obviously between Vaim and Valerian who's like, no, it should be renounced to me. Mm. I should get it. They're not even pure blood, but it's like what like what Callis said to, to Rainies because Rainies is not blind to it as much as what yeah. her brother is obviously with Viserys. You know, he's he's choosing to ignore it. He's just been ignorant towards it. You know, she has that conversation with Callis where she's like, they are, you know, they're not, they're not Valerian Bloods, like mm. they're not. And what Corley says back was obviously one of the probably one of the most important lines of the season is that history doesn't remember doesn't remember blood, it remembers names, exactly. and that's yeah. the one of the most important lines of the entire show. I would say I mm. think that it was a very good moment between the two, and I think that it's one of those where Rainey's accepted just what Corley's wanted. But I've just to say from, from that moment onwards, I, well, pretty much all the scenes, but in particular the latter half because Rainey's has had a lot to do with it. Um, she's been again another scene stealer. Yeah, no,
1: absolutely. I have loved them both and I've loved their dynamic. And um and yeah, it's it is, that is a brilliant line because that that's the thing. It's it's that whole point of, you know, your family's not necessarily, you know, your blood. It's who, you know, who you choose, who you're closest with. Um, yeah, and I love their relationship. You know, there's a lot of talk about how Renice was a, you know, the queen who never was, and you know, there was that lovely scene where they said this pursuit of the of the iron throne, it's kind of taken its toll on them, and look what it's lost them. You know, it's lost them the son although it's not actually lost. But, yeah, you know, that was a nice little not pl- even really touched twist. upon that, have we? Yeah, 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 like, yeah no, that a was crazy, crazy t- yeah. plot twist. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, but yeah, I've, I've loved their relationship. I, I just think as well in episode nine when Renée, I was I was like, Jakari, just, I was I was just, just say it. I just say, just say, it, yeah. say
0: it. like I, what a moment that was as well when she. Obviously, the coronation, which again we're going to come to, as we talk to the kids because we are going to come to them in just a second. But all she had to do was say, "Jakari." I know that I think. That again that shows the kind of strong character that she is because they uh, mm. renee sorry and Alison had that conversation earlier where alicent was saying all about you know you were once jilted kind of thing has been the mm. queen no support this one which is kind of ironic because she's trying to do the exact same thing to renee which is really yeah. funny because she's like well anyways that's by the by um and you know i think that Rainy's in that moment was like i'm not going to be the one to start the war and i get mm. that
1: yeah, no, exactly. I get that. That's the thing. Like, obviously, yeah, we were saying Jarkaris, but I think there's some re- reservations with Rhaenys as well because she might think that, obviously, and quite rightfully so from her perspective, that um, Rhaenyra had a hand in, you know, her son's death. So, but obviously, that wasn't the case. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I get the fact that yeah, it's it's not her war to start. That's what she said, and I think that's yeah. and and that's right to be fair.
0: Yeah, it's completely fair. Like, it, it's just it, now now that the the, the, the are on side with obviously Rhaenyra. You know, they have got such a huge army, like they're mm. one of the best armies, obviously, in the Seven Kingdoms or whatever. We're already looking at potential other other houses that are going to come into it in the second season. You know, everyone whooped, I think, when they mentioned the Starks. Obviously, mm. they're going to be popping up in, in season two. It's that thing, again, where it's been bubbling to this point. Sadly, we're at a point now where war is inevitable. But it, those two together, obviously the, the the Target obviously Rhaenyra, sorry, and and, and Valerian, us Valerian and Co, um, it's going to be ace because, like I said, they've got so many bloody dragons as well.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. It's it's going to be really interesting, and I think just one thing I want to say about Rhaenyra is like, obviously, I've loved everything she's she's done so far this season, but I do think it was maybe a little bit naive of a th- um, when you think about when Viserys died, like you know the H- the high towers will have been plotting for a while and they'll have been thinking like you know which family is going to get on side like you know I, I would have thought they would already had house baratheon on on side house stark might be a bit different and that'll be interesting because we've not seen anything of house stark yet but I'm pr- they'll definitely be coming in the beginning of season 2 i believe so um so it's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out so obviously i think at some point we are going to see some really cool dragon action some you yeah. know, dragon on dragon fighting which is going to be amazing but i think we're also going to Going to see a bit more from the other houses, and obviously, I've really enjoyed one thing I have enjoyed about House of the Dragon that it does have a slight um edge over Game of Thrones in the sense that because it's a smaller cast, you are getting to know know them on a more intimate level, whereas, uh, which is one of its strong points. But then in the next few seasons of House of the Dragon, I think there's going to be less time jumps, and I think, um,
0: it, and, but more characters as well. So, it'll be interesting to see how that pans out. Yeah, that's the, it's only going to get bigger, isn't it? It's only going to get yeah. bigger each season. But let's jump to obviously. So that's obviously you know we've we've spoke about the some of the main characters in there and touched upon many many others. <laughs> um, but I want to I want to try to stay say, focused to some of the uh, yeah the, the children of the bunch, the, uh, mm. the the ones that just seem to be just fa- scrapping all the time. Like it's just it's great it's great to watch. Obviously, you know you've you've got you've got Tiger Targaryen that lost his eye obviously at the hands of uh, was it was it Lucerys Luce that did yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, See so that happens obviously what once. Um, god another character that that passed away that i forgot about when um yeah so obviously damon targaryen was married to lena valerian Mm. and they had two children they had obviously rayla and rayna and yeah, so obviously they uh, the passing obviously of lena who she passed she she well obviously she was going to die through childbirth wasn't Mm. she but she chose to obviously go out in absolute hero fashion just like i'm not going out this way i'm going to go out in the way i choose Runs to a dragon. What was what was the dragon called? The big boy. What's he called again? Like, there's so many of them. And, and listeners who are bigger Game of Thrones fans than us will absolutely know. Uh, Vega. That's it. V- she, v- run, she runs. V- v- to, she one, runs to. She runs to Vega and says like Drakaris. And it's one of those moments where it's like it's so sad because you can tell that Vega like I don't want to do this. Like I really don't want to. But you know he does on on command. So obviously yeah. with 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 laying her out out of the picture, obviously then that would mean that. It, the The dragon should then go to one of the. I can't remember which one it was that was meant to get out of the two. It was, it was either Rayna or Rayla, um, one of the two. I'm yeah. might, I'm I'm leaning to thinking it might have been Rayna, but I could be yeah. completely wrong. I'm not sure. Either. But obviously, with dragons, <laughs> yeah. it's whoever like kind of gets to it first, pretty much. Yeah. And obviously, with Amon's, who's been kind of picked on throughout uh, throughout pretty much his whole childhood by not having a dragon, there wasn't enough dragon eggs for him was when he was younger. Well, and this it? is it. You know, <laughs> you've got his brothers, obviously winding him up and such. Obviously, giving him the uh yeah the 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 pig and such whatever which yeah like it's it, it's it, he just wanted a dragon he gets to it first and now this big dragon's his and that causes conflicts causes a scuffle. He loses an eye. Yeah, kids, kids will be kids. <laughs> kids will be kids. But yeah, like he loses yeah, an eye. Right, but... Yeah, so, kids will be kids. Yeah, we're all poking kids' eyes out of school. Remember that yeah. time at school when I lost my eye? No, I like, never did that. But yeah, yeah. Kids um, will be kids. But yeah, no. He, but yeah,
1: he claims Vagar, like it's an absolute beast of a dragon. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Just but, interesting. Going back to to um to her death, Lena, Um. Like it's kind of like a role reversal. Like when you when you have a pet put down, it's like the dragons like the the bigger yeah. bigger thing and it's like it's like you know putting her down a set, in a sense this but, is it, isn't it it's like um, you know,
0: who, contro- who actually controls who are the dragons we've well, discovered like, obviously well I was yeah. at episode 10 yeah, episode episode like serve 10. me serve me but yeah, yeah the
1: dragons are a wild thing so you know they, they do their own thing but yeah Eamon is though it is brilliant with like just his his cool sort of slick delivery of lines. It's kinda of like a, a young a young Damon. Well, it such, is. You it's just literally
0: just like the, the, yeah. the, I think that's the, there's that moment when at the party when they're giving all the toasts and such and obviously Eamon steps up and he gives the toast about the about you know, the Valerian boys and says how strong they are, whatever it is, and it starts mm. another scuffle and just that moment where Damon just kinda of like stands and like leans back and looks at, at obviously Eamon. It's literally must be thinking, That's me just years ago. I was literally like <laughs> you. I I know what you're going through, I know what you're doing yeah I get it but yeah, yeah it, it's just interesting just how much he is so similar but I can't help but just dislike his face <laughs> Eamon has got like such a slappable face I don't know what it yeah, is I think no, it's that jawline no, like, I, I agree what yeah, it I agree is, as I don't well know what it is. but no great actor I mean it's, it's one of those ways another character you love to hate yeah no absolutely yeah it's just yeah love to hate that's it
1: isn't it like he's does have a bit of a slappable
0: face. Yeah, well. but <laughs> like, this is the thing. It's so like, Aegon, like he's so bitter about his eye. As too was Alison at the time, obviously, mm. that moment when she's like, "Nope, for serious, that punishment's not enough. An eye for an eye, kind of thing." And she goes mm. to like get the dagger and try to take out you know the the eye of Lucifer or whatever you know that, that 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 moment was so intense that whole sequence that like family conundrum mm. where was so intense like i was really on edge in my seat thinking how is this going to end mm. but what makes me laugh is that Eamon's so bitter about his eye but it looks cool like when he like pulled his eye patch off and i was like yeah, you've got like a, a jewel or a diamond as an eye. Like yeah, a, I mean, a... yeah, fair enough, I'd rather be able to see out of it, but yeah. it's, a good, uh, it's a good replacement. I guess uh, the only the only the one the, the character that out of the out of those, you know, Eamons, uh, Aegon and, and Helena is we're not really listening too much of Helena to really comment on. I think she's just into like she's a bit quirky, isn't she? She's into like bugs and insects and stuff like that. Life itself, I would say. Like I said, I don't really know too much. About yeah. the character, she made a funny joke about um, a relationship with Aegon, I believe, like yeah. him
1: being a drunk. But, um, but yeah, we've not seen too much of us. Hopefully, we'll see a bit more. About, yeah, maybe uh, maybe a little season. bit
0: more. But obviously, the, the big one of, the, of, of those three there is Aegon, um, Aegon II, uh, the Second. The, obviously, the name that everyone seems to just love to name is that like there's no other name in Westeros apparently is Aegon. <laughs> Um, but he's now king. Like that's yeah. a that's a fact. Now he is now king, mm. and this this character is just someone that's always wanted to be loved. You can mm. tell that he's always wanted to have that that love, especially from his father, because all he's ever known is that his father was going to name Rhaenyra as the as his heir. Never really showed anything. I think that. He, he has the same goes for Eamon Here is that there's, there's a lot of love and respect for his mum, regardless of that. Like, obviously, their, their respect to mum is, is always going to be there. But I think Aegon's all he's ever wanted is just to be loved, which is why he's kind of going down this path of just kind of falling into the arms of who will, who will ever take him. Obviously, sleeping about, he's even got himself like illegit- illegit- illegitimate kids, yeah, wherever. Obviously, within Westeros, you know, he likes to drink, he lives all for that, even in that moment as well. When they're on the way to the ceremony himself, his coronation, which is literally. The same shot, same, uh, same mannerism. Obviously, in Aegon being slouched as to what Rhaenyra was like when she was on the way in the cart with Viserys when he'd not quite named his heir yet, mm. and they'd not been talking properly. There was that kind of broken foundation, broken relationship between the two of them. It was exactly the same for Aegon, and this is when he has that conversation with Alicent, saying he had twenty years to name his heir. Why has he suddenly mm. changed his mind? Kind of thing. And it's only until she like whips out that sword and's like, "This has been passed down." It seems to be, but we're like, "Oh, this is all right." Mm-hmm. But once he gets on the stage, and he is crowned king. Once people start cheering him and and completely falling in love with him or whatever for, for you know, showing that love that he's needed is what I'm getting at. Yeah, he's all for it and he's definitely he's gonna he's like right I can get on board with this and I think that that again in a way it it, it reminds me a little bit of like Joffrey in the sense that it's like such a young character such a young person that's been given such a big role that mm. now can do whatever pretty much it's 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 worrying for someone that someone like someone like Aegon that's a little bit, like, you know, wild, should we say. Like, it could lead to some pretty rash decisions, perhaps. But that's just my interpretation of it, anyways.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Like I say, he's he's a great character. And like you said, he's, he's never had that love, and then all of a sudden he gets it from the people. And I think you've seen him, like, getting, like, you know, drunk and depressed, and, like, now he has this power he has the love and he could just like turn that into something quite monstrous so yeah it'll be very interesting to see how he
0: looks next season i'm intrigued as well between Eamon and, A- and aegon because Eamon himself when he was chatting to kristen cole about obviously the he's the more fitter king just like Damon was again obviously this is exactly what yeah. Damon was like you know in terms of how he how he thought about Viserys's ruling and such you know, Aemon himself does believe he is the better king, or should be fitter king. I should say he's got the bigger dragon, this that and the other. If we're comparing sizes, <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, he's got the bigger dragon. He he is more fit fit to rule yeah. than what Aegon is because Aegon's never shown an interest into it. He's not bothered about that lifestyle. Like I say, he even says when they try and capture him that it's just like so he becomes more work or whatever, it's something yeah. along those lines. That he doesn't want mm. he doesn't want that. But I think that now it's going to be... I'm, I'm more intrigued for, for what's going to happen between those two if we're going to, again, see Viserys and Damon part two, essentially.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think Aegon and Aemond, their their relationship will be very similar to Viserys and Damon because it's kind of like, you know, Damon and Aemond, like even similar names, it's like the <laughs> D like, taken from the beginning of Damon, put at the end of yeah. Um But like, yeah, they're, they're like the warriors, you know what I mean? So they're like the ones who are, are, are going to go out and fight. And that's the thing, so... You know, at times, Damon always felt he was in, like, Viserys' shadow, and I think, like, Eamon will feel the same with Aegon, so it'll be interesting to see how, how that plays out.
0: I know we're going to touch upon more cinematography because I think episode 10 had one of my... pretty, I think my all-time favourite shot of the entire series, where we'll come to, but I did find that the way that they shot and the way that they set everything up, obviously, even the set design and everything for that coronation sequence for Aegon, mm. absolutely marvellous. Like, it was beautiful. Oh, yeah, no, it did look beautiful. That And, yeah, you could tell a lot of work had gone, gone into that. Like, That's just... that bit of him walking down between everyone's swords when they're, like, in the aisle, and obviously they'd yeah. have the swords up, and at each step he took, the sword went behind him. Like, all of that, I thought, just looked really nice. I even quite liked the crown as well. I, I liked the, the costume and everything, yeah. the, the design for this sequence. I thought that... It was a, a pretty epic moment for Game of Thrones and like for Game of Thrones, for House of the Dragon. Yeah. And one of the things I was waiting for is that episode nine, like you know in Game of Thrones was always the big one. Yeah. And I felt like that nine and 10 together were the big one to air quote. Do you know what I mean? Like they, they were they were like, they were like episode ten is the sister sister episode to episode nine. They kind of went hand in hand together.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. They were like the merge sort of big big yeah. things happening because nothing sort of really
0: like you know in episode nine you look about what we've had before. Obviously you know the, the red wedding everything that's kicked off with like that with, mm. with so it is it was definitely nine. It was always the week before the finale, wasn't it? The Game yeah. of Thrones had the big one. So like there's not there wasn't really much of that in episode nine because it was all high tower, wasn't it? It was yeah. all like that side of it, and then ten was you know Rhaenyra's story, their side of things. So. I, I just liked that they went hand in hand together, but I do I I also liked that we did have that big moment at the end of episode nine at the coronation when obviously the dragon burst through with with Rainie's on top. That was pretty that was pretty badass.
1: That was epic. Yeah. No, there were a lot of good shots. Like I I love the, like the just like the crowd emerging in in, in there and yeah. then just like then yeah that shot of the dragon bursting through. Whichever dragon. Killed, <laughs> yeah, it, it must have killed a few people as well. I'm like,
0: I'm interested just, to see if that's going to have repercussions in itself as well. Like, and again, list, listeners who read read the books are know more than what what we do because this is the thing I should have stressed at the start is that. I've not read everything about House of the Dragon. I've not even read Game of Thrones the books or anything, but I'm I'm enjoying this Just watching it as it is not really looking too much into what can happen because obviously i know that they they touch upon story elements of it within game of thrones you know like we hear stories of or whatever and the dance of dragons and Mm. such but like i don't want to it's like they'll be like oh there was a kind of a spoiler in this episode of game of thrones i'm like right well i'm not watching that then because i don't want to like be reminded of anything so i am enjoying watching it as like a fresh take And and i'm and i'm interested sorry to see i'm interested about a lot apparently on this podcast but i'm interested to see if this dragon moment when they when essentially killed a bunch of citizens, but you know, civilians, innocent people, whether that will have some kind of bounce back where people might think that dragons aren't as safe or they are quite, well, we know they're dangerous, but hmm. could it lead to them, that being the cause of their being wiped out? Could hunters come out and start being like trying to hunt dragons down because they're, you know, collateral damage to say?
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. That's yeah, that's an interesting point with the dragons because, you know, there's, I think there's like 14, what was it, thirty 13 on their side, four on the other. There's like 17 dragons and there's certainly like smaller ones as well. And yeah, but yeah, the amount of destruction they can cause, the amount, you know, the people that they can kill... Um, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if there was like some sort of like, uprising or yeah. something. But yeah, um, but yeah, going back to what you said about episodes nine and ten, like as being like one big episode nine because uh, two big things happened. Like obviously there's a the crowning of Aegon, but I really liked in episode ten when Rhaenyra gets the crown. Uh, you know, yeah, that's a, like, a, a bit, good moment. Yeah. Um, Viserys' old crown, and I love that crown. It has
0: like all the sigils of each house on it and everything. Yeah. So that's a really nice detail. It's a strong moment as well because obviously you've got one of the twins, yeah. the, the guards or whatever. You know, they one of them's obviously um, left and and come. I think it's oh yeah, it's Eric and Eric Cargill. I think that's how you pronounce it. I think it's Eric that's joined Reneira. Yeah, Yeah? that's it, yeah. So he's turned up obviously with that cry. And it was such a powerful moment, especially when Because it was like just you know, it was spurred it was it was at the funeral, wasn't it, for the for the for the newborn, I believe it was. And then it suddenly turned into almost Mm. like a coronation as well, you know, and and, and then Damon even bending the knee himself, and it was just a just a really strong moment, especially for Rhaenyra to be Queen, she should be queen.
1: Yeah, exactly. That to to them, that was her coronation. That was her becoming queen. She is the rightful queen. They'll stand by her side. They'll fight for her. They'll ensure that she becomes queen. You know, yeah. hopefully that's how it plays out. But we'll see.
0: <laughs> Let's jump to. So we've spoke about obviously the high tower and obviously the the Targaryens, the children there. Let's jump to some Valerian children. Obviously, mm. in terms of obviously Rhaenyra's uh, Rhaenyra's offspring. So we have obviously Joffrey Valerian, uh, Lucerys Valerian. And is it Jakaris, Valerian? Is that how you pronounce it? Jacari's. Jacari's. Yeah, that's the Giseris, one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. Dr- I'm just saying. Jacari's. <laughs> there. That's what I did. Yeah. So you've got you've got the, these as well, and um, obviously we'll we'll save the series because I think that'll bring us nicely into obviously the the episode um, the episode ten. But you know, as we have said, these essentially are you know the 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 sons of Harwin Strong. It's evident, mm-hmm. very clear on. You know, not only do they not have the, the Valerian or Targaryen hair color, obviously, they're not blonde, they're not bright or white, whichever it is, sorry. You know, they do have very thick black or brown curly hair. Well, maybe not curly, but basically black or brown hair, which instantly, like I say, we already spoke about the question marks surrounding it. So they've already kind of you know, live the Jon Snow life for a few years mm. already, should we say?
1: Yeah, no, exactly. They, they've they been under pressure from day one, haven't they? You know, they've had a lot to deal with. Like, yeah, exactly, the Jon Snow thing, you know, they're, they're kind of like the outcasts in a way. So, like I say, they, they've they got that kind of thing where they need to prove themselves. So I think that kind of showed, like, obviously, um, in episode 10 when they're gearing up for war, like, they they want to play their mm. part. Like, let us go out on our dragons and convince some of these houses to come over to our yeah. side. You know they they've always had that sort of like having a point to prove sort of thing because, you
0: know, they, they, I think they know that well. It, it was covered in one of the episodes, wasn't it? They know that the real father yeah. was. Well, that's know. it. That they, they were asking questions again. I can't remember which one it was that was asking uh, that asked Renaro pretty much about their their father and such. Obviously, who who actually was their father. But I think it was just nice because you think about that ten year time jump. Obviously, for these kids as well, obviously grown up. You know, Viserys the peaceful, as they say. Those ten years must have been pretty steady for them, and and for for Leonor and Reneira to have this agreement, Karen, as they are doing, they must have had such, like I said, that enjoyed that kind of peaceful moment because it's just like. Any time that it involves like family get-togethers, as it—it's mm. funny, innit? It's like it's like it always happens: Christmas, New Year, whatever it is. Whenever you see, whenever some family get together for a short amount of time, it just feels like some hell breaks yeah. yeah, just something, <laughs> else, something has to happen. It ends oh, up on like something ridiculous, like the Jeremy mm. Kyle show or whatever. Oh, but um, but yeah, so so they, they they've really had like a bit of a, a more tough time, especially like I say when you know like everyone mm. essentially doesn't say it but thinks mm. it. Like I so said, when they have that big fallout and you know it all comes out that the, the, the people are questioning whether they are true Valerian or not, they just, yeah, they've just had a point to prove. And I think that, like I say, it's more more just Ceres, Gis, obviously, who, who was who's really wanting to support and help his mum as much as possible, you know, with Rhaenyra wanting to fight. Wanting, like I said, I'm pretty sure it was his idea in the first place to get on the dragons and go and do that, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's the one that's really striving to be true Valerian. He's the one that's, I think, again, I, oh, no, it's, it's, it was Lucerius who was going to get Driftmark, I think it was, isn't it? Yeah, I think he, yeah, one one of the two. But like, even like I say, even at, even at, you know the funeral uh, for Le- Leona, when you know you've got uh, Corlys and everyone there, and his and his brother Daemon's giving that speech, and it's like talking about that Valerian bloodline, how mm-hmm. pure it is, all the while staring at Rhaenyra and the children while he's saying it. Almost basically, well, he is. He's, he's directly saying to her, "That's not they're not pure bloods," and that's yeah. what like, obviously Damon notices. And I, I quite like this touch, Matt Smith. Although Damon's not had as much, he's had a few memorable moments. Obviously within this, I, I do feel that most of his moments shined a lot in the first half of the series. I think mm-hmm. that he's kind of not taken a back seat in these last few episodes, but I do feel that because he's had these, he's, he's kind of taken more of a reserve, re, reserve seat. That the, the moments he does have are really, really like strong. Like obviously when he takes off like Damon's head and such like that, they're mm-hmm. been more memorable. Um, but like when he notices, obviously that's happening at the funeral when these when these lines have been said about pure. Heritage or whatever, and he just starts like laughing just to kind of take away like the the the, the attention off Rhaenyra and what's been said or whatever. You know, I just yeah. think it's just that kind of like that moment again that shows that that love and that 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 admiration that he's always had for Rhaenyra in a way, like always that kind of protective. I was gonna say protective uncle, but this is just weird now. <laughs> yeah, it's,
1: it's it's such a weird dynamic, isn't it? Like, yeah, with Damon he's very like dark and sort of brooding, but like, yeah, he can have a bit of a, a joke as well in a sense. But yeah, he, yeah. His
0: relationship with Renee, obviously, well, he loves her. You know what yeah, I mean. Well, he wants, and he yeah. wants to
1: protect her, That's, and, he, and
0: he agrees yeah. with what she was saying about obviously the fact that if they if they came together as they do, they were to get married. You know that is a strong force. Should the High Towers mm. try to decide to try and overthrow her as they are doing this and that? Mm. So it's all worked out in the in this plan. It's a good job in a way that this has happened the way it has, and I think it's not again. Everything's political, as we said. We said that a number mm. of times last time around. But this is a political move. But I think it's more than that between Rhaenyra and um, and Daemon. Hundred percent, it's more than just politics.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, that's the thing. There's there's a legitimacy legitimacy of Rhaenyra's kids, you know, that comes into question. But so by marrying a Targaryen, you know, the the pure Targaryen duo compared to over on Aegon's side, the High Towers involved there non Targaryen. So you know, it's a whole like keeping it all in the Targaryen mm. sort of thing um but yeah in, but also there is um there is love there between you know Damon and Reneira and and we do see that um obviously in episode 10 is the whole thing with like you know him choking her and there's that kind of like mm. i think he's very he's very angry at the fact that her
0: leadership style is not what you know, his leadership style, yeah, it, it wants it's to kind of like again that movement of like I think it's that again loss of power, that restraint. Mm. Obviously, the fact that Damon can't just do what he wants to, he, he wants mm. to do it this way, but he can't because he's not the one in charge. Something that he's mm. always craved for, always wanted, knowing that rhaenyra has got that, it's like a, a strange power, like almost like I don't, it, it was, it was a very, very Uh, Uncomfortable moments between the two of them, Uh, but at at the same time, it kind of cemented in Rhaenyra's mind like you've just realized it was never going to be you. Like you have just realized this this, right now, it was never going to be you that was going to be king. Essentially, yeah, no,
1: exactly. I mean, that he loves her, but in his head, I think he wants to be king, doesn't he? Like, yeah, that's that's it, isn't it? You know what I mean? But 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 she's laying down the law, saying, "No, I'm the queen. Yeah, that's how it is."
0: Obviously, we'll 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 come to Lucerys now because this was pretty shocking, wasn't it? What happened in the final episode? Like, I didn't I didn't expect this to happen. And it's it's so bonkers that you know things have escalated over a misunderstanding. Obviously, by name by saying Aegon before uh, Viserys passed away, and, and Alison thinking that she meant their son. So that's already kind of put some motion into play. Now, obviously, that that what was essentially stopping. Rhaenyra from actually attacking obviously is that no like bloodshed had been spilled already essentially they were kind of trying to think it over in terms of their what Alison and, H- and what the Hightowers were after in terms of their condition should we say and she was thinking about it before maybe striking out at war mm. losing a son though as at the hand of obviously of Eamon as well it's um it's it's just it, it, it you could see in Eamon's face when that happened obviously I mean yeah. for context as, as we know there's we've already discussed about who controls the dragon. Obviously, there's only so much control you have. Mm. And when Eamon, who's trying to obviously wind up Lucere, scare the dragon or whatever, because as we've said, his dragon is massive, mm. you know, these dragons then kind of take it on themselves to just do what dragons do. And it leads to, unfortunately, Luceris has been snapped up for lunch, really. Yeah,
1: yeah oh God, yeah. But yeah, with Eamon, it was just like a prank that just went a little bit too far, yeah, but yeah. Far, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, Lu- Lucery's bless him. I mean, yeah, he... You know, it was bold of him to go over to, you know, to House and He thought, you know, you know, there's not that many dragons. You know, this will scare him into, you know, getting yeah. him on our side. But obviously, again, we we said it earlier, didn't we? But like, you know, the from the Targaryen side over on Aemon's side, you know, they've been they've probably been planning for this for quite a while. But yeah, it, yeah, it was really good acting from Aemon as well because he kind of, you know, he wanted to like scare him, but like he could see he, he messed up basically. When, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and then back to the whole thing with the. the the dragons, you know, they
0: the wild beasts. You know, they're if they if one of them hits the other, it, it could start something. Well, opposite, it it right? goes back as well in the sa- the very same episode. Obviously, Rhaenyra and Damon have that conversation, and, and Rhaenyra says to him, "When dragons go to war, all that's left is ash." Mm. And I'd straight away thought yeah. of that because you know, like Rhaenyra was adamant, that, like as much as what Daemon was saying about we don't we we've got all the dragons in the world, pretty much is what I was saying. Rhaenyra is like, well, "We don't need to jump to that just yet," and it's and it's it's one of those where. You've got a, a a you know someone like Eamon who's still growing up, who's still immature to an extent. Obviously, as you can see, he's still playing about, messing about, wind ups, whatever. Mm. But like he himself has not realised that. Obviously, like like what Rhaenyra was saying, once you bring a dragon into the fray, mm. it, it, it will it can lead to some pretty pretty horrendous cir- uh, some repercussions. Sorry, and, mm. and unfortunately for Lucerys, it was just. I mean, you're thinking he's escaped it, which is what I mean. Obviously, after you know. W- I mean, I can talk a little bit more about the cinematography aspect of it now because this is where like all of it came into it for me because they use the same technology that what they've used in Star Wars and The Mandalorian, which is like a, mm. a huge like a screen, obviously that they projects the 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 backdrop, should we say, on and then yeah. do all the acting in front of it, which is a, a marvelous bit of technology that they've come up with. And again, mm. much to my admiration for what they do with Star Wars, is obviously trying to continue to progress with with the technology and and, and way of filming. Mm. But like, so that that itself was really excellent. But I just loved that the mood it sets straight away, like, you know, with the lightning, the rain, obviously it's cloudy, even this is before this is kicking off, obviously this is Lucerius going to the Baratheons and you just you just sets yourself up, you know, for, for some uneasiness, like some something's going to go wrong here, like as soon as he lands and he goes to, obviously, the entrance and we just see the, you know, that, that wide shot of it panning across the camera, and we get to see Vega obviously, in the distance, as you Lifts up his massive head, and you're thinking, "These mm. obviously we know that Eamon's here." Then he just straight away sets us up for for um yeah for like a, a very very edge of your seat uh, ending to the season. And my favourite shot of the entire seat the entire series is one that's been going around circling online. It's when obviously you've got the series on his dragon. That's you know we're looking from underneath him as he's flying, and then the lightning crashes, and we just see that huge body of, of obviously Vagar above him. And it's just, you just know that there's no, you just think it's like someone, this is going to end terribly.
1: Yeah, no, it's a terrific shot, isn't it? Just like the juxtaposition of the smaller dragon and the bigger dragon. Yeah, just absolutely beautiful. Like you could see with like the music and like, and the the weather, just like how it was all coming together and just, you know, how high the stakes were. And like, I think at that point I was kind of thinking, you know, there's, you know, Vagar's going to get this little yeah. dragon. Like I, I, Erax, that's starts it. It was again, um, it, and it's
0: that like false sense of security as well. Because once Lucerius reaches, you know, above cloud level and it's all blue skies, you're thinking, oh, he's mm. made it out. He's might be able to fly away. And mm. then you're thinking, where is? It, if any, if an attack's going to come, where is it going to come? And it's like not even from where I was expecting it to come. It just yeah. literally from you know the over his shoulder almost. It just jumps up and gobbledygook he's gone pretty oh much God, was, yeah. and that look on Eamon's face like he knows he started war now and and there is no going back from this oops yeah literally <laughs> yeah. Like, oops what have I done here yeah. yeah. started war uh oh spaghetti <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah oh dear but you know uh, we, we've touched upon again obviously Raniere that final shot you know that where there's Sorry, before I do get to that, story, one last thing I want to mention hmm. about it kind of comes hand, and hand in hand in terms of cinematography. Sorry, but that table that rhaenyra has got in in their you know in their room obviously that lights up it underneath. Lights up. I was like, did no one tell No one that us that this. <laughs> no one <laughs> tells Daenerys this when they were in that chat. But oh. that was absolutely incredible. Like yeah. again, just light, like, lighting a fire underneath. Yeah. Beautiful, yeah. Just absolutely just wonderful. Sorry, I had to squeeze that in before I forgot. Yeah, yeah. I know I would forget. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that last shot, sorry, when 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 Damon breaks. News to him. we don't we hear nothing of the conversation which again i found really powerful it's just a moment of you know obviously you've got the music playing he, wa- he walks across very slowly you know you see that not you don't even get to see her face like initial reaction to it we just see a kind of you know drop and hobble a little bit which again yeah. really powerful performance again from emma Darcy. Mm-hmm. and then that moment of like composing herself and then she turns around to the camera stares directly in almost like to your soul yeah. isn't it when she's staring and you <laughs> know that that is it. She, she is angry. Yeah, she is very, very angry. And I think, like I said, that there is, it, we are going to see some. Like you've already said, we're hopeful for more dragon mm. action. We are going to see some sheer fiery deaths. I mm. think. I want to see that table again as well. Yeah, I want to see. The the table I want to get again. one of those. As yeah, well. let's like, get one <laughs> of those. Yeah, just be like, yo, yeah, make sure you've got lots of fire alarms in the house. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Maybe keep it outside, but but it's uh, it's such a it's such a strong moment. Such a great way of ending the season. Like mm. we've had. The beauty of House of Dragon for me, and, and and you know you've got a good TV show when you're sat here, like, we, we've we've left it a week or so, obviously, to, before I talk about the second half of the season, so we can, like, kind of just digest it all, go over yeah. recaps, whatever. Take stock. But, like, I've been waiting for another episode. Like, I've been mm. like, I want another one. Like, as soon as the episode ended, I was like, oh, okay, when's the next one? Like, and it's going to be, like, at least two years.
1: Yeah, I don't know what we're gonna do. Like, I, I'm, should we rewatch Game of Thrones before then? No, no, <laughs> no, not with the last couple of seasons. Yeah. But no, but yeah, it, yeah, that's the thing. It's become like my weekly routine. So like, on a Monday, watching it on a Monday. So it's it's gonna be a shame having to wait. Yeah, we're gonna have to wait over a year now. But um, but yeah, it will be worth the wait, though. Yeah. I think like definitely, I think from what we've seen this season, it's been I think each episode's been better than the last. Like, and it's yeah,
0: it's just been it's been epic. So with that, uh, before we do wrap up and finish, I mean, what I mean, we've been saying about what we're interested in, but is there, in particular, season two, what expectations do you have? It's just going to get better for me, anyways.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. That's the thing. It's going to be all out war, isn't it? And you know, I don't think we're gonna. I don't think it's going to be like season two, episode one. You know, dragons fighting each other. But, no, um, no. Um, but you know, we're gonna be we're gonna be seeing like all these other houses that we've got to know before, like House Stark, which is going to be really cool. And um, big Stark fan, <laughs> right. um, but yeah, it, it's it's set up so there's going to be so much happening, um, new characters coming in, these characters you know fighting each other.
0: It's going to be it's going to be epic. <laughs> my only my only uh, my only sad part is that obviously that Paddy Paddy Considine is no longer part of this because he was uh, he was awesome. I think that like Paddy Considine is probably my favorite king that we've that I've seen in Westeros. Yeah, I'd, to be fair, I'd agree with that.
1: Yeah, he's, he's probably like the most charismatic. Like you know more going for him than Rob. Um a little bit nicer than Joffrey, you know, so <laughs> just a <yeah>. speech. <laughs> so yeah, no, definitely. He's, yeah, I think yeah, he's been I think he's been the strongest character so far. Um although, yeah, I've just for me,
0: Damon with all his layers, it's kind of like Yeah. yeah. But, but, but yeah. House of Dragons got so many great mm-hmm. characters. Like the, the script writing, what they've done, what they've put together with this. I mean, this is coming from someone, me listeners, that was very, very like re- like reserved about watching mm-hmm. this, like very hesitant in the sense that. I didn't like what Game of Thrones, what happened with Game of Thrones, and I was really not bothered. I was actually away when this even started, and I was like, oh, I'll catch up whenever. I think I was like three episodes behind, but I have loved this series mm-hmm. so much that I cannot wait for season two. Very much excited to see where they're going to go with it. There is so much more to come that I'm excited for. I think George R. 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 Martin has said that you need at least four seasons, four ten ten-episode seasons mm-hmm. for the story to be complete. So we've got that obviously to look forward to as well. There's plenty more to come. But they've nailed it. They've done such a fabulous job, and I, and I praise everyone. They've took the time with it. They've really shown care, um, which is what they didn't do with the last two seasons of Game of Thrones, but that's the science, I think. <laughs> but yeah, they've shown real care for this show, and uh, I think that's why a lot of people, again, are, are back, really hyped about it, which is great to see. As like Obviously, you, you'll know as well, I've been, you know, you're a massive fan of Game of Thrones. It's nice to have positivity around Westeros again.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, credit to the showrunners and everyone involved. I think the difference of this is just there's a bit more involvement from uh, George R.R. R. Martin, which is nice. Cause like with Game of Thrones, he said he wanted it to go on longer. He wanted it to be like 10, 12 seasons. We'll not go down that route anyway, yeah. but um, with, with this, like, yeah, he said that it could be done well in four seasons and I think they will. I think if anything, the showrunners might want to drag it on a bit longer because of how good it is.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, no, it, it has just been amazing. And I think, yeah, the, the involvement with George R.R. Martin makes a difference and Just, yeah, strong writing, strong acting from everyone involved and yeah i'm
0: really looking forward to seeing where it goes next i echo those sentiments and thank you again jamie for joining me on this podcast episode for part two and i'm looking forward to more game of thrones house of dragon podcast with you i'm sure you'll be back yeah absolutely if you'll have me back i've absolutely loved it <laughs> it's been great mate thank you so much and again listeners thank you so much for listening to this podcast in this episode which is available on apple spotify and google podcasts as to rss.com jump onto facebook and search joe blogs about films give us a like and a follow on the facebook page there And finally, leave us a review on the old uh, socials or streaming platforms, because that would be lovely. But until the next episode, thank you so much again. Take care.